You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we're sitting here in off-season mode still, which make it all the more important that you subscribe to the show if you watch over on YouTube. And if you just listen to the podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, you name it. Make sure to check out every single episode of Lockdown Panthers and to connect with the show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions to participate either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council so I can get to your questions every single Friday here on the show for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. And we're sitting here a couple weeks away from the Carolina Panthers getting down to training camp. Training camp dates were released last week by the NFL, but then the Panthers released them a couple days ago letting you know when FanFest is when they have the back together again Saturday, which became a key thing in the NFL. Now it's going to be an annual thing in a couple weeks or every year now. So we'll get into that later on in the show. Let you know if you want to head down to Spartanburg and down to Wofford um, to go check out the Panthers ahead of their 28th season. So we'll talk about that later on in the show, but let's focus on some positive things as obviously 2018 is a big year or 20, God, what? 2022, not 18, but 2022 is a big year for the Carolina Panthers as Matt Rule's heading into year three, back-to-back five-win seasons, 10-23 and 23 overall, overhauled staff, plenty of questions on what the quarterback situation is going to be here in Carolina. All the people out there wanted to know how the Panthers can bounce back here in 2022. Now, yes, certainly there should be some consternation, some um, angst about all of that, and there's been plenty of angst uh, here in Carolina Panther Nation, and a lot of people just flat-out angry the last couple of years, but – Let's think on the positive side about things that we should actually be excited about because it is football season coming up here. You know, we're done now with the NBA, Stanley Cup finals over with. We got baseball going on, but we're really just waiting for football to get back and for people and all of us who love the sport to get to talk about the games, get to talk about our team and not think about, hey, what might happen? Well, who's this player who might come here? But the actual games, and that's what really is my favorite part about it. So a few things I'm excited about, and I think a lot of Panther fans should be excited about hanging in the season are Brian Burns. He has a chance to break out this year. You might say, though, he's already broken out. He had a Pro Bowl season last year, nine sacks in back-to-back seasons, so 18 sacks for the last couple of seasons. The only player in his draft class that has been as good as him is Nick Bosa, and he was drafted, what, second overall by San Francisco. Burns has turned into a captain here. He's a leader. He's one of the guys that they're going to build this organization around, and we talk about all the hallmark players that we had over the last decade, the Luke Keekleys, the Cam Newtons, the Thomas Davises, the Charles Johnsons, and now you got Brian Burns, you have Jeremy Chin, you have DJ Moore. Those are the kind of players who have ter- have come into this new era of the Carolina Panthers with David Tepper owning them, owning the team, and then Matt Rule, of course, here in Carolina as the head coach, at least for this upcoming season. So Brian Burns has an opportunity now to get 10-plus sacks. And he said a couple weeks ago that he's pissed off that he has not had 10-plus sacks yet so far in his career in a single season. If he can do that, He's going to make even more money when he likes to get, likely gets paid here in Carolina next offseason and can go back to the Pro Bowl and who knows, maybe even be an All-Pro and they're going to need him to really step up and have that kind of season now that Hassan Reddick, who was on the opposite side of him and had 11 and a half sacks last year, has headed back home 
up to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's one of the things I'm excited about. And a guy who's taking over for Hassan Reddick is going to be Frankie Luvu. We're looking at the outside linebacker position at other edge rusher, and we're talking about, okay, well, are they going to have someone who can step in and provide that same kind of production that they got of Hassan Reddick? No, I don't think that's going to happen. Even if they sign Carlos Dunlap, who visited Carolina a couple weeks ago, I just don't see the Panthers getting that level of production from a single player at that position. Now, it would help Brian Burns, who's going to get chipped and going to get a lot of attention on his side if they don't have someone who can at least keep the defense or the offense honest um, in that respect. But there's players who can step up and that can have a really big season. And Frankie Luvu, when the last time we heard from him, when he was talking to the media after mandatory or during mandatory minicamp a couple weeks ago, talked about his mentality when he got here to Carolina last year, when he was brought in from the Jets to be more of a special teams ace. And he made a big special teams play last year against the, the Vikings blocking a punt. And he came in last year talking about he wanted to take someone's job. Well, Reddick's gone and Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, and the entire Panthers brass seemed pretty comfortable with the idea of Frankie Louvu being that guy at that position moving forward. So I'm excited to see what he can do with more reps this upcoming year. And next week, going to do a really big and um, comprehensive look at all of the players on the Panthers roster as we're going to do the, the roster breakdowns and the position breakdowns in particular. But Frankie Luva, looking at Pro Football Focus, had an 84.8 grade last year. 21 solo tackles, 11 assisted tackles, two sacks. Just imagine what he can do when he actually has an opportunity to play the majority of the snaps at that outside linebacker position this upcoming season. And I'm not just excited about those two defensive players. I'm excited about J.C. Horn, who was the first defensive player taken off the board in 2021. Carolina Panthers' first-round pick, of course. Only got to see him in limited action last year. And he was phenomenal for the Panthers. And it stinks that we didn't get to see more of him because when he was out there last season, he, in three starts, only gave up one catch – on five targets for eight yards. Now, would he have done that for the entire season? Probably not at that rate, but he was already showing that he was someone who could step in, be a primetime performer for the Carolina Panthers at a corner position that had been a really big question mark following that 2020 season. Now, it's not just the defense that I'm excited about, which that's obviously something that a lot of us should be excited about, especially after how they performed last year. But what was the biggest issue last season? The offensive line. And Scott Fitter, the Carolina Panthers GM, came out and talked about how we have to address the position. We have to fix the offensive line. Letting guys like John Miller know, your time's up. Pat Elfline, your time's up. Cam Irving, your time's up. We need to go out there and find guys who can protect whoever we have at quarterback, whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's the rookie they brought in now, Matt Corral, whether they trade for somebody like Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. It didn't matter. They need to find someone, five guys, who could block for them and give them an opportunity, particularly when they drop back and pass. They already had Taylor Moten there at right tackle. Now they've added Austin Corbett at right guard after he won the Super Bowl at the Los Angeles Rams. They've added Bradley Bozeman to come in and likely start at center at left guard. Looking at Brady Christensen, there's talk that maybe he starts out the season at left tackle after he performed well there towards the end of last season when he was called upon to be the starter. Oh, yeah, and of course, the Carolina Panthers finally – Drafted a left tackle in Iki Aquanu, who happens to be a local guy and can hopefully be the answer there for the next 10 years as we sat there for almost 10 years and watched the constant churn at the position after Jordan Gross retired. So I'm ecstatic 
about the prospects of what this offensive line could look like heading into 2022. And I think you should be as well. Yeah, you're worried about Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, you're worried about the quarterback play. But, man, at least it seems like they finally have addressed the offensive line, a position that the Carolina Panthers have been just shopping in the bargain bin for over the last couple of years. And last offseason was the same way with Irving and Elfline, who among offensive linemen over like the last three years, according to Pro Football Focus, they ranked, depending on the amount of snaps that they played, those guys ranked in the bottom five. And it were the first two signings. Now this year, the first signing of free agency was Austin Corbett who's coming off a Super Bowl. So I'm excited about that. Also, one other offensive thing, Terrace Marshall. Everyone speaking Terrace Marshall's praises. Looked really good in OTAs, in a mandatory minicamp, catching deep balls, has a ton of talent. Could have been a first-round pick had he not had all those injuries back at LSU, came in the league, wasn't healthy. He hasn't made any excuses about that. He's come in, been a hard worker throughout this offseason. McCaffrey's uh, praised him. Donald's praised him. Matt Rule's praised him. And everyone who's on the beat that's been there has been speaking about how Terrace Marshall could be someone who really steps up and knowing that Robbie Anderson didn't have a great year last year. And that he had tweeted out that he was contemplating retirement, but yo, he's here now. So clearly I guess Robbie's going to be here in Carolina, but we don't know where his mindset is as far as playing the game and also personally what's going on with him. And we hope the best for Robbie, of course, as he's a human being, first and foremost, outside of being a professional and playing for the Carolina Panthers, they're going to need Terrace Marshall because this looks like it might be Robbie's last year anyways. So after that, you're going to need someone to be the number two to DJ Moore. And Terrace Marshall certainly has the size, the athleticism, the speed, and the skill set to be that guy who could be a big-time player for the Carolina Panthers out wide. So I'm really excited to see what he can do. Like Those are five things right now that I'm excited about. I think every Panthers fan should be excited about heading into 2022. Now, there's also a couple things that I think you should be hopeful for heading into the year that could happen and that could benefit the team. And we'll get into those here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand or warehouse happens to carry. Get computers of access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need for brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find your solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So I told you all about the things that I'm excited about. And I think that you should be excited about. Of course, you know, think however you want. I'm sure there's other things you're excited about. Let's tell me too. If you're excited about something, let me know what you're excited about heading into the 2022 season. Tweet at me at Julian Council. Again, where if you DM me or at me, you can uh, ask me a question for the weekly Friday mailbag. And so far lacking on mailbag questions. So get those in so we can have a show on Friday and I can answer all your questions. But uh, let's talk about some things I'm hopeful for. Well, obviously, first and foremost, I'm hopeful the Carolina Panthers can improve enough to be in the playoffs. I haven't seen a playoff football here in Charlotte since 2017. It was interesting last year when um, 
divisional round was going on or the wild card round was going on, or I guess super wild card weekend as now we call it in the NFL, that on that Sunday, it was snowing. And how cool would it have been to have a snow day and have a snow game here in Carolina? Now, it might have been a logistical nightmare knowing that the city completely shuts down anytime it snows. And I'll never understand how a city of our size can just be okay with shutting down everything because of snow. And I understand the ice and it's not safe, but come on, we got to do better. But it would have been really cool if we were even capable, which I don't think our city is capable of hosting a playoff game and it's snowing and 70,000 people getting into Bank of America Stadium. So I'm hopeful that this year, after waiting for so long and seeing Cam leave and seeing Luke leave and all the players that were there on that 2017 team that went 11 and five in the regular season, then unfortunately lost in New Orleans where Cam played quite possibly one of his, if not his best game ever as a Carolina Panther, having Brenton Burson and Kalen Clay and Devin Funches as his primary targets there out wide that afternoon into Superdome. So I'm hopeful that there'll be a playoff team this year. And also other things that potentially could give them there. I'm hopeful for the development of Matt Corral. Yes, I'm someone who's not sitting here crowning Corral as a franchise. I think it's ridiculous for anyone to do that. The expectation should certainly not be as high as, as a lot of people have. But hey, you should have hope. And that's one of the main criticisms I've had. And I've said that of Rule since he got here and of this regime is they didn't give the fans someone who they could truly believe in. Now, you were a fool if you believed in Sam Darnold. I get it. Hey, it's your team. You're going to support him no matter what. But there's plenty of evidence to show you that he's no good. Now, with Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know what people were expecting. He was the same guy he had always been in his career, and I thought he was never as bad as a lot of folks acted like he was, especially when you compared him to the guy that was coming in to replace him in Sam Darnold. But now they finally got a rookie. They got someone who they're going to try and develop. And I hear you out there who are saying, why don't you just play him right away? But either way, whether he's in the background taking mental reps, getting reps in practice and trying to challenge and compete with Sam Darnold or to whether he's on the field, all of it is a part of the process of Matt Corral developing, hopefully, for folks out there and for all of us, into the franchise quarterback here in Carolina, if that's what he's destined to do. And we'll see how it all pans out here over the this course of the season. But that's something to be hopeful about, that Matt Corral can develop to the point where if the Panthers need to go to another quarterback this season that they don't have maybe trading for Baker or trading for Jimmy G that they don't need to go to PJ Walker to be the backup The Matt Corral who seemingly already has turned up to be the number two can step up when called upon and be that guy to lead this team forward like that's something to be hopeful about and I think there's plenty of people out there who are already hopeful about what Matt Corral can potentially do here in Carolina um Christian McCaffrey hasn't been healthy he has missed what, 23 games over the last – he's only played in 10 games over the last two seasons, and coincidentally, the Carolina Panthers are 10-23. and 23. Now, I question, as I talked about the other day, if the Panthers can keep him healthy, you know, how much Chris McCaffrey really plays into winning because when you saw him at his best career season 2019, the quarterback play was atrocious, defense wasn't very good, and the Panthers weren't good at all, and Ron Berry got fired. And even when he's out on the field and, they're, and he's healthy, the Panthers still haven't really won – when he's been here, but I don't think that his absence has helped the team at all. I absolutely recognize that and have to do better when trying to keep him on the field and monitoring his snaps and trying to incorporate other guys on the roster like Dante Foreman, who I think is going to step up and be the number two and also Chuba Hubbard, but Christian's phenomenal. And 
you have to hope that now after talking to Hall of Famer Marshall Falk, who was a guy who stayed healthy and later on in his career, like year seven, eight, nine, to have him giving advice to Christian McCaffrey, you have to be hopeful that maybe McCaffrey can take that learning. And hopefully that now he can get better injury luck. Because really, to me at least, it's felt like it's been bad luck more than he's injury prone. Because prior to then, didn't miss any time here in Carolina, made it through an entire 2019 season, and they've been overly reliant upon him as they don't have any solid quarterbacks, don't have an answer at the moment, and that doesn't help matters. But still, back at, back at Stanford early on in his career, injuries were never an issue for Christian McCaffrey. And it's just unfortunate they popped up the last couple of seasons. So I'm excited to see, or I'm hopeful and also excited to see him if he's out there on the field this upcoming season healthy. I'm also hopeful that the, often, the staff changes that were made are going to help this team. O-line was not great. They needed to find someone else to come in here and fix this offensive line. And they found James Campen, who Aaron Rodgers has spoken highly of. Brett Favre, the same case. That's two Hall of Famers who have both either played or work, worked with James Campen up in Green Bay. And he spent a long time up there with the Packers having success. And he has a relationship with Ben McAdoo. And to have McAdoo come in here and bring in James Campen, who can develop players who's really done a good job of developing lay around picks. You wonder what he can do if a guy, I mean, Christensen was a third rounder, but you wonder what he can do with a guy like Christensen and with Cade Mays and with Deontay Brown. Like that's what excites me or I mean, I'm hopeful about too, but it excites me about James Campen. I'm hopeful that that all works out and gets this offensive line to where they need to be. Um, Steve Wilkes is back here in Carolina. He's talking about how he, he sees Jeremy Chin as an all pro. If that works out, he can get Jeremy Chin to that next level after he's already been phenomenal here over the last two years his first two years of his career in carolina that's awesome defensive line's got to step up this upcoming season paul pascaloni has been in football forever and now he's here with at least college head coach experience but head coaching experience chris Tabor consistently putting out top 10 units and special teams has not been the case here in carolina hoping that he can turn things around here now that they got johnny hecker and zane gonzalez was really consistent for the team last year as a place kicker ben mcadoo Say what you will about him as the head coach of the Giants. Probably not the, the role he needed to be in. But when he became OC, yeah, he had Eli Manning. But still, he got that offense from wildly underachieving to being one of the best units in the NFL. And now he's working with Sam Darnold. He's working with Matt Corral. His evaluations of quarterback classes, particularly the 2018 one, where Darnold and Baker Mayfield, who could potentially be here very shortly, were, were a part of. He was spot on in those evaluations. So I'm hopeful that McAdoo bringing him in here he might not be the sexy splash hire the rock star OC that Matt Rule allegedly had to bring in to keep his job which never made any sense at all but still I'm hopeful that these changes that Matt Rule made as I praised him and I think a lot of us have as well actually pan out so those are things I think you should be hopeful for heading into the season so again let me know at Julian Council what are things that you're excited about what you're hopeful for heading into the 2022 season as the Carolina Panthers as I said, hopefully finally get back to the playoffs because it's been way too long and I'm tired of waiting. And we don't have to wait much longer, though, because training camp is coming up in, I think, only four weeks. And the training camp dates, we knew that they, they were going to report on the 26th. First practice would be on the 27th. But now we have concrete dates on when you can get down there to check out the Panthers once again at Wofford College. Talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this season of Major League Baseball. 
BetOnline is a continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. As I've stated to y'all before, one of the silver linings about the Rock Hill project falling apart is the fact that the Carolina Panthers continue a long tradition of heading down to Spartanburg to Wofford College to have training camp once again. Didn't get to go there because of the pandemic back in 2020. Returned last year and will return once again in 2022. And for the foreseeable future, as David Tepper is in his real estate company that filed bankruptcy is going to court with all the people that they owe money to, whether it's the construction company, Rock Hill, York County, they're getting sued and we'll figure out how that all plays out. But in the meantime, all I'm focused on is the Panthers are going back to Wofford and I can't wait to get down there. I'm excited. I'm going to try and head down there at some point. I know I was talking to Nick Carboni who we had on uh, a couple weeks ago to break down mandatory mini camp, but uh, I go on with him every Sunday on WCNC, the local NBC affiliate here in Charlotte. And you can always check out the uh, episodes on YouTube. But I go on him with him every Sunday night after Sunday night football. And we break down the Panthers game from that week. And also there'll be a periodic times where I'll go on with them. But we talked about getting, uh, getting down there at some point, me being a part of their coverage as they uh, watch Carolina Panthers and, you know, check out practice. And I'm excited to be able to do that. And I'm excited that it's going to be at Wofford that I'm, not going over to Cedar Street to do it at the facility in the HM Health Bubble. I'm not going to have to go up to up 77 or down 77 South, really, to go to Rock Hill. And I, 77 is also an awful highway. No, 85 is also terrible. I don't know. I, 85 is definitely worse, especially that stretch once you get like the Gaffney with the big peaches and a nothing but construction. I was driving back from Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Some guy, some idiot flipped his car. It's like 55. The walls are super tight. I don't know why you're going like an 80 down the highway, but to each his own. Hopefully they're okay. Either way, getting really excited to go back there and deal with the traffic, but also to take care of the Panthers back really in their second home of Wofford. And I think it's great. If you're going to have the whole two states, one team mantra, and yeah, he's going to put in Rock Hill, but you're still, you're taking away what's been a tradition for a lot of folks there in the upstate of South Carolina. Because the first season, as we all know, was down there at Clemson, and they've always been at Wofford. And to take that away, I never loved that idea. Does it really matter? I guess not, but I, in a way, I do. It's become like the fact. It's been a part of that, that community. It's what we are used to doing. I think it's cool to have to like go out of town and to go check them out, opposed to like being right in the Charlotte suburbs across the border in Rock Hill. I'm a fan of Wofford. So training camp dates that came out, the NFL reported them last week, but then they really came out um, the other day. I think on Tuesday, maybe as the Panthers uh, will told you what the exact dates and times would be so again report on a july 26th the week before on the 18th i believe will be when we get back to our regular schedule of five shows a week which i think might be a little bit premature but either way we'll spend plenty of time talking about camp battles and what's going on uh headed into camp that week uh then the first practice will be at 11 15 a.m on the 27th i think that's going to be a wednesday practice again the next on the 28th 29th then the 30th a saturday the key date as the NFL, as I told y'all now, is doing this back together again Saturday where they get all the teams practicing basically at the same time 
and that's a great time for fans. It'll be at Gibbs Stadium there at Wofford, 7 o'clock. I'm probably going to be there, so I'm there. Come say hello uh, and go check that out. So that's going to go on. Then we'll have an off day, practice from on August 1st, 2nd, 3rd, another off day, 5th, 6th, the 8th, the 9th, the 10th, and then they'll be back, ending training camp, Fan Fest, Friday night on August 11th. Fan Fest, once again, held at Bank of America Stadium. Apparently, $5 for tickets. You can check out all this info at Panthers.com. This is not a PR service, but it, letting you know for anyone else to go check it out. So excited that they're going to go back there to Wofford and that all that stuff's going on. And two, especially Fan Fest here in Charlotte and then back together Saturday down at Wofford. Great opportunities for all fans to go out there. And also, I'll say this. All the practice times outside of the first practice on the 27th are all at 10.30 a.m. So if you want to play hooky from work, or if you got an off day, those are the times you go do it in the morning where it's not ungodly hot. But then again, it is Spartanburg, and it's never not ungodly hot down in Spartanburg at Wofford. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours, Julie Julie Council. Again, guys, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on YouTube and check us out on all the podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, all of them there so you don't miss a single episode as we stay here in off-season mode for the next couple of weeks, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And speaking of Fridays, next episode coming up here, Weekly Friday mailbag. How do you participate, you ask? At me at Julian Council. Really, just DM me. Slide those DMs at Julian Council, but don't get crazy. And ask me whatever you want to ask me about the Carolina Panthers, and I will answer your question this upcoming Friday. In the meantime, stay safe, be cool, be safe. As always, keep pounding, and I will talk to you all on Friday.